tonight on Alpha's back in pod form. James Sheaves. The alien lives with the family. Katya Zenina. I love when you're assertive. Zach Martin. Secretly. In my basement. And me, Byron Hussey. Let's do the arithmetic. Cool. Now, now the show starts. Hey everybody, welcome to Alpha's Back in pod form episode 31. Prime time! So, this is the 31st episode of Alf, and I am joined today by James Sheaves. Hey! And Katya Zenina. Hello! And very special guest, Zach Martin. From Coldplay. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Is that a guy from Coldplay? Um, yeah. <laughs> sounds like a... Sure. Sounds like one of the Coldplay. Yeah. Married to Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. What's his name? It's not Zach Martin. It's... It's Chris Martin. <laughs> Close. Close. There's a violinist maker... A violin maker whose name's Zach Martin, so... Is that you? Do you make violins? Secretly. In my basement. Hmm. Sorted. Sorted mm. tale. So thanks, everybody, for joining. Um, this is a, uh, a very special mega meta episode of ALF that we have to uh, oh. unpack. Oh, man. And it um, wasn't very good, unless <laughs> anyone else disagrees no um such a like lazy weak premise yeah so the uh the story of this episode is basically that that um the tanners become like a the equivalent of a nielsen ratings family and um Mm -hmm. elf games the system to uh make a an unpopular show popular and that's it pretty much it <laughs> yeah i thought that was like the worst episode you think this is the worst far. one since probably the beginning well I, I cannot say i remember all of them but like there was maybe one enjoyable second in this episode <laughs> wow was it a single second show. was yeah. it trevor dancing IMDb does not agree with me and with you guys because it has a rating of 7.7 7 out hmm. of 10. That's probably one vote from uh, Tony DePola. <laughs> it's actually 116 <laughs> votes. So, okay. I don't know who those guys are. Maybe so, some of our listeners, maybe somebody loves this show. Maybe. <laughs> I doubt it. So the critical consensus is is it's slightly above average. Well, that's that's wrong, objectively. Yeah, I, I, I would I would concur. So, this episode originally aired October nineteenth, nineteen eighty seven, and it is named for a song called "Prime Time" by Don McLean on an album oh. of the same name. Gonna look that up. Don McLean Prime Time. 
Does anybody know this song? I'm not familiar, no. No, I don't know it. I forgot <laughs> I forgot when I learned it was that was the name of the episode that they're always named after songs because one could have just assumed that it's named after the concept of prime time. I think it might be a little bit of both. Okay, hmm. I'll play a little bit of, of prime time for for you guys, but you won't be able to hear. Well, this is light. This is prime time. This is living in the USA. Well, this yeah. is light. Beautiful music. This is prime time. This is living the American way. There's a lot of, of uh, American patriotism and uh, it's about the American way. Mm. You guys should listen to it later. It's very good. Very yep. good. Are we allowed, though, not being American? No. Well, um, I mean, the virtue of America is that they get to tell everyone else how great being American is. There's also a, uh, the cover of the album is, is Don McLean sort of grimacing into the sky, and there's oh, an airplane. Beautiful. <laughs> it's really <sighs> strange. He looks like he's in a lot of pain. Check it out. Solar radiation. Yeah. Google Primetime Don McLean Airplane Sky Grimace Cover 1976. American Way. Google that. Gotcha. Okay, so um so there's we open with there's there's like a guy in the Tanner's living room kind of working on their TV. Uh-huh. And um it turns out he's installing a Thompson box device. I mean, do we have to go through the pretense of calling it a Thompson thing? Like that, that's 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 not the name of it, is it? No, it's Nielsen. I'm not sure mm. why they couldn't use that name. Uh, it's probably a registered trademark, but yeah, it is. Maybe they didn't. Still. Um, they didn't want to be sued for implying that you could hack the. The Nielsen ratings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Trevor, Trevor does have some, you know, kind of uh, unkind words for the uh, for the uh, profession. Yeah, well, for anybody unfamiliar with um, Nielsen ratings, um, but basically, it was like a whole thing where like people would have their TVs hooked up to a device in order to measure what they were watching. And it was like representative sample was selected. You don't have to do it anymore though because it's all digital, right? Mm-hmm. It's like really like and the, low the tech. government's spying on you through your V chip anyway. <laughs> yeah. Are people paid for this for participating in this? Yes, I think um, uh, my parents were once called about doing it, but. Uh, I guess they must have said no or something because it never happened. That would have been so cool, though. Yeah, that would have been cool. You have a all of a sudden a disproportionate influence over you know what gets gets put on the airwaves. Yeah, like that's that's great power. This is actually a pretty common trope in like the '80s and '90s Nielsen families. Like, I remember there was an episode of All American Girl. Where okay. they became a Nielsen family, and the grandmother character was lamenting 
that she just just got another season of uh, Mantis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this anecdote just <laughs> really didn't didn't go anywhere. Do you guys know what Mantis is? I think I, James, I think I sent you a link to Mantis one time. It was like a guy in a wheelchair, and he had like a mecha suit that made him a crime fighter. Oh, all right. (laughs) You don't remember this? Ironsides meets Voltron. Yeah, little Iron Man mixed in. All right, Uh, forget this ever happened. Maybe I'll cut this out. So. The Tanners are really excited to be a, a Thompson family. Like, re- they oh, you can it. just smell the excitement. It's palpable. They're just so pleased to be sort of what they consider to be a, like a representative uh, <laughs> data point. It's absolutely the... demographically typical. To the point where Alf actually wants to be a Nielsen family and uh, uh, he wants to be he wants to participate and Kate doesn't want him to because she doesn't think he would be a good enough representation for the precious um, Thompson uh, organization yeah she's very concerned with the data being correct for this thing yeah one would think that the more pressing concern is that the the Nielsen guys would find out that what there's you know like someone living in this house that no one knows about? Yeah, she never that's says curious. that. She never says that. That's She's what like, I thought she was. It's about the data. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to be representative. Yeah, it it seemed like that's they where they were gonna go with it because that would be that would make sense. But in fact, she didn't want Alf to participate because he's not a person. Yeah, see, that's where it that's where it heads, isn't it? Yeah, it's his personhood. He doesn't have personhood. I thought, I thought there was going to be a problem with them, like having to register, like having a list of family members or something yeah. like that. And how do you put Alf on that? Like, kind of, what kind of? The cat for example, TV. Yeah. <laughs> you put on that, but that that was never discussed because apparently you just give yourself a number and. I don't know, don't really put in any information about yourself, which yeah. kind of destroys the whole point of collecting well, this data. Yeah, the, uh, obviously, the, um, like, because they want demographics. So Brian would have to put that he's, you know, X years old and, and so mm-hmm. forth. So really, you couldn't plug in the alien under those circumstances. Yeah. But you'd have to say that, oh, he's, he's 185,000 years old and he's from Melmac. That's not the issue. The issue is that he would not be good he's not data. He's not, he's not wasp enough. Yeah. Yep. So this is, this is like underlining the, the sort of the premise of the show. Um, but that basically the, the Tanners are, are, are trying as hard as they can to be um, a normal family. And... Sort of be subsumed. to the point of denying a sentient being his personhood and yeah. you know rights. Yeah, B- basically, like they they they're so subsumed by 1980s United States ideology that um, <laughs> they they don't recognize Alf's personhood. Does, but I think Willie is the one that says that Alf is not a person, right? 
Or is it Yeah, Kate? Willie is, is the one. Willie is the one. He said, you're not a person, Alf. <laughs> <laughs> so person um, in see, Willie's mind is like a synonym one... for human, right? Yes, right. There's no such thing as a... It's impossible. Non-human person. Um, like one, one almost wants to say that, uh, I, like this would be interesting if they kind of pursued it, and Alf had to spend the episode proving his personhood. But it's, yep. it's, it's dropped, like after this scene. Like they, they don't continue with it. It's not the source of conflict in the it's episode. It's not even a little bit controversial. It's just but taken then, for granted. On the other hand, that would actually still have been pretty lame because the, the whole premise of, oh, the family becomes a Nielsen family is a really lame premise. Yeah. So just all so, around, not, not super impressed. I forgot to mention in the first scene we had some, some funny jokes about an, a, a cat in the kitchen. <laughs> it was like... Dead cat. The Nielsen guy was installing the box and he kept hearing stuff in the kitchen and they kept saying cat that's a big cat that's a dead cat and then for some reason the guy then is like i'm out of here if you need anything call louie and uh willie's like i thought your name was bob he's like it is but it's like i don't think they did anything particularly wrong. Like, this guy's, like, <laughs> really upset that they have a noisy kitchen. I don't think the, the guy even, you know, he didn't really pay that much attention to that He noise. just doesn't he like, like them. Well, you know, that's a good decision. Yeah. Um, he might just not like white people. Is that possible? Sure. Yeah, I mean, who does? The uh, actor who played... Actually, his name is Ron. Uh, his name is Darrow Igus. Uh-huh. He was also in something called The Horrible... The Horrible Dr. Bones. <laughs> that sounds nice. In the year 2000. Oh, and he was also in Baps. He played a bartender. B Baps. Baps. Oh, you know. that's like an army thing, isn't it? No, it's um, I think it's like Otelli Berry, and Baps stands for I think Black American Princesses. Oh. Oh, here's the description of Baps: Two tacky homegirls move to L.A. to become dancers. Instead, they scam a dying millionaire, but eventually become BAPs, Black American Princesses. That's a solid premise. Mm -hmm. 4.1 out of 10 on IMDb. <laughs> didn't, even, didn't even meet the benchmark of this alpha episode. No. It's a shame. So... What happens next? Katya. They watch TV. Um, oh, actually, Al says they... that Schwarzenegger is a Kennedy. Well, yeah, he, he makes is. a crack about that. Married to Maria Shriver, who is... is, is yes. 
Brian, Brian talks uh, tanners into letting Alf have his own yeah. uh, lo login for this system. Yeah, Lynn and Brian both are kind of the voices of reason. Mm -hmm. So the tanners are watching TV, something about weather maps of developing nations, and that's like a joke. Yeah. I think they're, um, <clears throat> excuse me, watching the McNeil Lehrer report. Yep, yep. Um, which is actually just. Is that a real one? Yeah, it's PBS NewsHour. McNeil Lehrer were on. All right. Um, actually, it started in 1975 and ended in 1995. At which point it just became the news hour with Jim Lehrer. It's like if McNeil maybe died or something. Right. Is he still doing it? I think no. Wait, no. McNeil's still alive. It's Lehrer. I, I occasionally see PBS when I go to see yeah. my grandmother. Yeah, I think Jim Lehrer is still doing it. I don't, he's not on news hour anymore, though. I think he's still... Um, oh, he he left in 2011. Is, is this interesting? Not really. <laughs> uh. Right now, okay, let me just say, NewsHour right now is hosted by Gwen Ifill and Judy Woodruff. So. Now, but Gwen Ifill is deceased, is she not? Oh. <laughs> so, no. See, that's what I was thinking while you were talking about Jim Lehrer. I was like... Now, isn't that what Gwen Ifill did? Yeah, you're right. Gwen Ifill did die. Wait. Yeah, she did. So now who's on this hour? <laughs> it must just be Judy. Can't be. Just Judy. <laughs> Judy. Isn't that your grandmother's name? Holding down the fort. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and she loves PBS. Do you think... um? Your grandmother would be willing to join this podcast? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Just try to set it up. Oh, she she actually did say one time that she wanted to listen to it when I inadvertently brought up that I was in a podcast. Can you please play it for her? Yeah, yeah okay. You know, it'd be great, actually, James. You know those React videos on YouTube? Yes. Uh-huh. Can you <laughs> film one of those with, like... Reacts to grandsons. Alf podcast. But I guess those React guys got like a little bit litigious at some at some point. Like you're not allowed to react to things. True. Without paying them. Fine brothers. They they own reactions. I want to be slapped with a cease and desist. You know it's worth it. It's all. There's no such thing as bad press. All right. That's that's right. So, the um, Kate and Willie want to watch McNeil Lehrer, which for some reason is showing weather reports from developing countries. Um, and what happens? Does Trevor think, come in? Um, oh, that might be now or it might be later. I, th I think what's between the lines with uh, Willie's viewing habits is... Uh, there's kind of a social desirability bias 
thing in play, which I think I've heard talked about with reference to Nielsen families before, where all of a sudden you become a Nielsen family, your viewing habits change because, uh, oh, everyone knows what we're watching now. We need to watch good good shit. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's why Alf is kind of like getting on their backs for watching um, shows that they don't normally seem to watch. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of like a, another meta level of it. But does he actually say that? No. Well, I think that's implied in the next scene when uh, Trevor Akmonik uh, comes into their house. Mm-hmm. And starts telling them how he loves uh, some of the shows that never get good ratings. Mm-hmm. Like, uh... uh, uh what's Such as? Polka Jamboree. Polka, Polka Jamboree. Zach, yeah, and he, and he turns it on, and uh, Willie is terrified that that will be recorded as something that he watched, and <laughs> promptly turns it off. Yeah. So yeah, you're you're right, James. This is like a, a very very much a, a about the Tanner's perception of the. Of basically society's perce- outward perception of them, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, the all-seeing eye of the other has <laughs> <laughs> been installed in their living room, and holy shit, Michelle Foucault! Come Wait, what? Fucking isn't that Is it... a Michelle Foucault thing? I don't know. I'm just making it up. All right. Is that Foucault, Foucault's pendulum? That's a different Foucault. Oh. Great book, though. Isn't it pronounced Which Foucault? I definitely read. Yeah, Foucault's, Foucault's Pendulum. Okay. This is the technical. So, so um, um, Trevor yeah, comes they... in, and he turns on Pocapalooza. What is it? Poca... Poca Grands the big poker show. Zach, what was it again? Uh, uh, Polka Jamboree. Polka Jamboree. Um, and Trevor does an amazing dance right in the living room. Yeah. This was, I think, the best part of the episode. <laughs> hmm. He really enjoys this show. Yeah. I guess he just likes and then, Polka. Yeah, and then he just makes up the reason to, to actually visit uh, Tanner's... Uh, which is he, he needs them to water the uh, his lawn wh- while he and his wife are away. Okay, yeah. Trevor, no problem. His wife, um, Raquel, and he are going to the Big Apple. Why are you yeah. Why are you saying that like a you're writing a fan fiction? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe I am. Maybe I am. And well, why are they Why are they going to the Big Apple? Be? His, uh, oh, um, Kate is like, oh, New York, and it turns out not to be New York, but actually, like, literally, the big apple grown by farmers, Washington State. Yeah. What is golden it, like delicious. Six pound, golden 80 delicious. Pound, eighty pound, or eighty pound, golden delicious. I keep getting s- suckered by like, I, I thought it was going somewhere, but should have known better. No, it's, it's just one line. Yeah. It's That's a it. one line about a big apple. But I mean, and, like, uh, 
We all laughed out loud, right? Oh, heavens, yes. Sure. And uh, the fact that they go away uh, is never revisited again. Or, no. Like, that's not important. Well, the, they, he served the purpose of bringing Poka Jamboree into our lives. And then he left. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. That was important. So, let's talk about well, Poka Jamboree symbolically important. for a moment. So, what is the issue with Poka Jamboree? Because essentially, this is not just some cultural music. Like, it's very, like, prejudiced, isn't it? That we're so down on this show. Like, that's just playing... Well, not American, so... <laughs> yes. Yeah. I remember it's, it's a lot of anti poka sentiment around this time period, like in the 80s and 90s. And mm. uh, I, you got to think that was like remnants of some anti-immigrant feelings, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> like all these these dirty Germans bring their 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 polka trash music into our into our society, you know, something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. I I seem to remember. Um, yeah, a lot of the shows that I watched when I was younger kind of had the like, if they wanted to make uh, something the butt of a, a joke in terms of music, then it would be, you know, polka. I think. Um, yeah, but I guess uh, the joke is also that you cannot listen to polka music for a long time because it gets pretty annoying. Which I guess is, you know, fair enough. It's like, it's fun music, but for like, short period of time. Yeah. Wasn't you it don't. the joke in uh, Home Alone? Yeah. When, uh, John Candy. The mother has to go in a, with a polka band. Yeah. Like in a, in a confined space with polka players for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think polka is pretty big in, um like Chicago and uh, that region because there's a, there's a lot of like, uh, um, is, is it, is it German or is it like Polish? I guess I'll Google I, it. I honestly don't know. I think the name is Polish though. Yeah. It is, oh, Czech folk music. <laughs> it's uh, Czech, yeah. Right. Oh, no, no, there's uh, also Polish, Austrian. Oh, the Austrian Empire, um, Kingdom of Bohemia. What What's the uh, the location of the ancestry of the Okmonics? I feel like the Okmonics are sort of a generic mishmash of like made up of Slavia. Yeah, like um, what's the uh, just 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 sort of like vaguely eth- ethnic white people. Like they could be like maybe they could be Italian or Polish or mm-hmm. like Slavic or something. Like they could be anything other than like a like an English or like a like a like a wasp, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, upon but, googling the surname, there's no results for anything that is an elf, so it's made up. But uh, yeah, it's definitely a made-up name. But is there any info like on Alpha Wiki or something? Well, of course not. Come on. Good question. <laughs> Talking about <laughs> the best Wiki, but there is there is no info on Alpha Wiki. Period. 
Yeah. I wish we could ask Tony to pull her. He doesn't he know. Probably knows. Oh, Tony. You know. The Akmonics are the Tanner's next door neighbors residing at 169 Hemdale. Um, the Akmonic family includes Trevor, Raquel, and Jake. Jake's mother, Elaine Akmonic, lives in New York. And Jake's father and cousin, Victor, are both in jail. Trevor also mentions that his lawyer, lawyer cousin, is in jail. Inmate 24601. That's all we get on the Akmonics. Thanks. Thanks, Tony. <laughs> Kate uh, is also wearing cowboy boots in this episode Whoa. for some reason. That's weird. Did you I not notice that? Ever seeing her feet. No. She is always like sitting on a sofa and she's wearing cowboy boots. Wow. Hmm. Uh, pretty bizarre. But maybe it was fashionable. I don't know. That actually sounds pretty sexy mean? to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that like your sure. your fetish? Yep. <laughs> Love um, a woman in, in boots. So, let's see. So, Trevor puts on the uh, Poca Palooza, Poca Fiesta, <laughs> Poca Stravaganza, Poca Fandango, um, and dances and leaves and Alf. Um, Falls in love with it. Yeah. Apparently the music reminded him of some identical version of Polka they have on Melmac. Yeah, what a, that, what a coincidence. <laughs> that, but it involves cats. It's like cat barrel Polka. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there's like an exchange around that that is, isn't even worth repeating. It's just not funny <laughs> at all. And yet, and yet we just did. <laughs> No, I, there's for, there's more, there's more. It's like they, they really <laughs> dig into it. Like, oh, I didn't know they kept the cats in barrels. Oh, they took the cats out of the barrels. Okay. Um. So. It's a song. It's a song. Beer barrel polka. polka. It's a song. Or beer barrel polka <laughs> is a song. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like I thought it was like a whole style. Of polka. No, it's a specific one. Huh. But yeah, Alpha's watching TV at night now. Uh huh. Which annoys Willie. Why? Because uh, everything annoys Willie. Alf, it is three o'clock in the morning. Uh, why are you. Yeah. To be we fair. We make like a compilation of uh, Willie impressions. <laughs> Alf, why are you watching <laughs> TV in the kitchen in, in the middle of the night? That sounds like uh, season one of The Simpsons, Homer. B- Bart, <laughs> what are you doing, boy? <laughs> you know, it's actually he was trying to sound like uh, Walter Matthau. Ah, uh, yes. There's, a re- uh. there's actually a distinct reason for that version of Homer. Uh, but he sort of evolved it. Mm-hmm. So Alf has brought the TV into the kitchen, also. The yeah, explanation. And, uh, Which he sees it, a now guy in the talking 21st about century, you, can, you don't have to bring it in there because your 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 fridge probably is already a TV. Uh, 
he's watching a program first, uh, the, uh, like an interview about ratings, a rating system. Yes. And uh, a guy, Brandon Tartikoff, yeah. mentions uh, so not choosing this program, the Poker Jamboree, mm -hmm. for, for the channel. So Brandon Tartikoff was actually the. Um, uh, president of NBC from 1980 to 1991. Credited with um, kind of turning around NBC's primetime reputation, he uh, brought in uh, Hill Street Blues, L.A. Law, Law and Order, ALF, Family Ties, The Cosby Show, Cheers, Seinfeld, The Golden Girls, Wings, Miami Vice, Knight Rider, The Team, St. Elsewhere, and Night Court. That's actually that's a that's a pretty solid lineup, huh? Yeah, it's a great, great resume. He also helped develop Punky Brewster. Well, that's the that's just the icing on the cake. <laughs> oh, oh, he actually was involved in the creation of Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. Hey. Interestingly, uh, in the episode here, Brandon Tartikoff was played by David Leisure who um, was in a show called Empty Nest and uh, <laughs> So what's the interesting part as they say? Stuff. Well he's just like a, like a TV guy and playing he's playing TV a man. TV executive <laughs> That's is, pretty much it A number of uh, uh, meta touches in this episode Mm -hmm. Of which that is only one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Dave, David Leisure, he's a he's a big name. Mm. I think he was actually the inspiration for uh, Leisure Suit Larry. <laughs> no doubt. That's why it was originally called Leisure Suit David. <laughs> <laughs> I would play that. I would play Leisure Suit David. Leisure it, Suit it, Paul. It makes me think of Michael Fassbender in Alien. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, um, so then Willie comes in and, uh, like, we, we have that whole scene where he watches the – which um, felt like it, when I was watching it, it went on for a long time, but actually it didn't. I think it was only, like, 30 seconds because, of course, the episodes are very short. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess they just successfully gave the impression of he's watching, you know, nonsense TV late at night for a very long time. Mm -hmm. um, but then Willie comes in and, and gives him, uh, they have a little uh, back and forth about how how ratings works. And, it, oh, if the show doesn't get good ratings, then they, they stop making the show. Mm -hmm. um, which w one would have thought he could have just gotten that from watching. But um, no, uh, I guess... This way, he gets to blame Willie for his subsequent actions, which he does do. Mm -hmm. Also, Willie tells Alf to go to bed and also to not touch the dial when he wants to turn the TV on. And Alf says, I love when you're assertive. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Katya, what did he say? Uh, who? Alf? Willie. I mean, Alf, yeah. Al says, "I love when you're assertive. When Willie forbids him to touch the." Okay, I'm just trying to. That. I thought I was trying to get that for the, oh, for the opening. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, can you say it more clearly? 
<laughs> more, more, no, actually, more sultry. Can somebody say that in Willy voice? That would be better. Can you? Uh, that's backwards, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is backwards. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll I'll work with what you've oh, yeah, given me. Without. Yep. Okay. Sorry. So. Yeah. So there's a little something for those who love uh, uh, mm -hmm. theories about relationship. Uh, in this family. It's a little ship tease. Mm -hmm. Ship tease. <laughs> yep. A little Hashtag. bit of fan fiction. Fan fiction. For the, the so. Fans. Elf? Elf is terrified that Poker Jamboree could be cancelled. Right. It's his, it's his sole reason for existing at this point. Yeah, so he hacks into the system and uh, also calls 2,000 people. On the phone at mm. night. Yeah, slightly now, um, less plausible part of the of the yeah. of the uh, plot. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow manages to make them part of the system as yeah. well. And they actually turn on, I guess, Poker Jamboree. I don't know. Though that's really implausible. Like, if somebody calls you at night and tells you to watch the show. <laughs> Would you really? Hey, yeah. would you just turn on the TV? There's this great <laughs> show I want you to watch. It's a good imitation, James. That's good, that's I'm good. I'm trying, I'm trying. Do you so... like polka? <laughs> <laughs> As a matter of fact, I do, sir. Good. Uh, do, you think, uh, do you think he used some kind of alien hypnosis on those people through the fine? The phone calls lasted an average of I think 10 minutes, like between 5 and 20 minutes. Um, now, has anyone done the arithmetic on... Uh, no, but I, I bet you anything it doesn't stack up. <laughs> it's like uh, between 1,000 and 2,000 phone calls at between 5 and 20 minutes per phone call. How many hours is that? It's about a month. <laughs> <laughs> And by the way, if he's hacking the technology, why does he need to call people? <laughs> well, like, clearly he's the, not a Russian hacker. Not up to the level. They even Just went yet. as far as incorporating his spaceship into it. So he, he hooked his spaceship up to the, the Nielsen device. But somehow he still had to call people and get them to turn on the show. Like, I guess just whoever wrote this is just really dumb. It's really did, stupid. Um, I just did some back of the envelope calculations. It's about a week. Okay. As in back to back, those phone calls would take a week. Is it possible that he um, used some kind of time machine device that he has on his ship? Uh, maybe he has some sort of uh, artificial intelligence autoresponder who, who he could just kind of get to mass call people. So they, so those calls happen simultaneously. Yeah, that would that would be the the way that I would think that he would do it. But of course, yeah. that's not the way that they say he does it. <laughs> okay, so it's about a week worth of phone calls that happened uh, that that night. Yeah. Okay. So, Poker Jamboree becomes number one in the ratings mm -hmm. as a result of this beautiful plan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
and uh, Brandon Torikov has to pay his price for not <laughs> putting it on air on his channel. And um, he's also talking to Bill Cosby. Yeah, at one Bill point Cosby. On the phone. Um, which we now know, based on my prior um, reading of Brendan Tartikov's Wikipedia entry, um, that he was partly responsible for putting the Cosby show on the air. So it all makes sense. So, Ties in out. a way, he's partially culpable for everything. Yeah, just hundreds and hundreds of uh, assaults. Hmm. And by the way, Brennan Tartikoff died in 1997, so he can't defend himself. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Complicit. Never got to see a world where Hong Kong was independent from British rule. Oh, man. He was probably really Obama. looking forward to that. Yeah, I know I was. Hmm. What happens next? Oh, the, is that the end? No, that's... No. Uh, Alf, Alf calls the office while he's being kind of, um, uh, you know, sidelined at NBC. Right. Um, and for some reason he decides to take the call because <laughs> I guess uh, he didn't have anything better to do. He's using well. the phone. Sorry, Zach, you go ahead. <laughs> the same technology used to make everybody watch uh, the Polka show. Polka mm. Jamboree. Oh, yeah. Uh, Just uh, some hypnosis to call the office and make people talk to him. And Maybe. then, in a in a in a brilliant stroke of postmodern television writing, <laughs> the character Alf on the program television show Alf pitches to this man, a real television executive, a a, a an outline, a premise for a pilot of show Alf. Right. The, the alien lives with the family. To the very man who actually put the real Alf on the air. My God. Could Brendan it really be so simple? Tartikoff. Genius. Yep. And uh, the guy doesn't like it. Says no way. He says it's too... Zach, what does he say? Uh, too far-fetched, I think. Yes. Not a million a year. Yeah. Just and just, to, uh, just he, to... as he ends the phone call, his, uh, his desk is being <laughs> carried away. Yeah, so uh, Brandon Tartikoff apparently had this huge string of hits, and he's fired because he passed on one <laughs> poker show? Writings for one week. Really brutal uh, politics in that uh, NBC. Oh, you know, it's, it's you know, doggy dog over at Thirty Rock. It is doggy dog. <laughs> That's right. Do, um, I'm just trying to like, I want to bring uh, Zach into the conversation a little bit more, just because I don't have any. <laughs> I don't think I have enough to like find isolate any audio for him. Zach, do you think it's um? Dog eat dog or doggy dog? Could 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 be a uh, cat eat cat. <laughs> no, Alfie. Alfie. Alfie's the oh. cat. 
Just, just Alf. Okay. Alfie. Just Alf. I'm sorry. Sorry. Okay. Catty cat. I guess I could work with that. <laughs> it's pretty funny, right? <laughs> I still don't so think I got it. The uh, are very mad at Alf. Right. Why? As one would be. Because, oh, yeah. Um, I mean, couldn't they be open to some sort of, like, you know, uh, breach of contract, like, financial penalty or something? And, like, possibly. Oh, probably some sorts That's... of, like, criminal offenses for, I don't know, tampering with all this stuff. They are yeah, more concerned. Yeah, if there was any real danger, if they got some call or something, so they would be concerned with some legal action against them. Yeah, but they're just like, you know, I guess this was against Alf. the rules. They're, Alf. They're concerned with the integrity yeah, of not, the rating system. Yeah, not seeming like a... Yep. <laughs> I mean, remember how seriously they took it at the beginning of the yep. episode? Imagine if those uh, people... Imagined the system, the very system that they were so enthusiastic to sort of legitimately, legitimately participate in was going to be corrupted within their own home. Can oh you imagine? God, inconceivable. By the way, the Tanners are not supposed to be like, like, really conservative, right-wing folks or anything. They're like, they went to no. Woodstock. Mainstream, yeah. They're meant to be the the uh, middlest of middle America. Mm -hmm. Oh, by the way, uh, <laughs> there's a throwaway line in this episode about uh, maybe it, we maybe we haven't gotten to it yet. I don't remember what it happened, but it was like Alf said that the Tanners saw him as the son they never had. <laughs> and I didn't remember that one. Nobody yeah, corrects son, him. Son, they never wanted. A son, they never wanted. Is that what he said? Yeah. He said, "Imagine me as a son you never had." And Willie says, "We do have a son." He does. And then he says, uh, "A son you never wanted." And then, I don't. Yeah. For some reason, uh, when I watched it, I didn't catch uh, I, I like uh, Willie correcting. Like, I thought they just let it go. It's like, yeah, okay. We don't have a song. <laughs> Maybe they cut it differently and we watch different versions. I think, did you watch the one that I put in the... No. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because you weren't invited for some reason. So I don't know what happened. <laughs> I didn't do anything differently. But, yeah, it, it brings <laughs> us back to the role of Alf in this family and whether, you know... How do they see him? Yeah. As a part of a family, as a child, as a slave, as a, as a, as pet. a pet. And it's interesting. reminder of the other. Because, like, the he again establishes that he's incredibly intelligent in this episode. That he's able to harness this technology from his ship to mm -hmm. hack this, like, you know primitive earth technology earth technology you know towards his own uh ends it just does it for petty nonsense yeah it's like clearly he he i mean he's like much older than all of them by like a hundred years and much much smarter too so again i i still think going back to my thesis from the very early episodes of alpha's back in pod form if you listen back i was very high on this idea of that he was very smart 
like, you know, not, not just about technology, but about everything. And that he's just kind of playing along. And this is all just a kind of a, a kind of a joke for him. Uh-huh. Maybe and, that there are no consequences. The, the pop culture on Melmac just being, you know, stupid reflections of earth pop culture. I think he's making that up. <laughs> it's all, yeah. It's all just bullshit. Yeah. And then it was like, uh, Tam had this theory that, that Willie was an alien, which I think was totally wrong mm. and stupid. Mm. Like, no, he's clearly very human. That's the problem. That's the problem. His humanness mm. is the problem. Okay, what happened next? That, that's it. I believe that's the end. They stop uh, being... Stop using the equipment and had to call Ron. Right in. Everything is back to normal. <laughs> yeah, to uninstall all this. That's and he it. said, Who chose you to be the normal, as a normal American family? Which I think is a terrible question. Who would ask that? Yeah. And, and pretty rude. Willie says, Willie says, Computer error. <laughs> that was a funny line. Again, I don't think they have done a very good job of, like, actually showing this Ron character anything unusual. Like, what is he reacting to? (laughs) Did he just watch the episode with us? Like, man, you guys aren't normal. You have an alien that hacked the system. Does... I guess uh, no normal family would uh, decide to quit the program. Oh, That is... Why would you do that? a normal american family you would never think of that no it's i mean it's an honor to be chosen it's sort of like um it's sort of like uh being chosen for the hunger games but (laughs) yeah i guess in reverse who would win actually do you think if the whole tanner family uh were in the Hunger Games. Oh, that doesn't work like that, but anyway. Including Alf? Including Alf. Yeah, Alf would win. Well, Alf. <laughs> I think yeah. he's I think he's got like super strength and can like bite. And I think he's poison. <laughs> he's a killing machine. He also has that mating voice. The mating drive. The screech? Yeah. S- signal. Yeah. Powerful. I don't think we've even even seen, um, like, a tenth of Alf's powers. It's I think he's concealing his power level, like in Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I would like to see like a horror film about Alf. They made it. It's called Alien. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the aliens don't always get along with the families. Yeah. Can we talk about what the line after he walks away with the box? Mm-hmm. And Alf, Alf is talking about it. It's like, why aren't we the typical American family? And goes, have you looked in a mirror lately? <laughs> yeah. And we're back again to Alf not being human, so mm-hmm. making them fall out of this grid of a perfect yeah. American society. Would would he have said the same thing to like a child they adopted of a different like ethnicity? Yeah. <laughs> so if they had 
child, like a Czech child who mm -hmm. enjoyed polka, jamboree, that would have been the same. Well, I think like <laughs> that wouldn't work in the mirror. It would have to be like a different race too. Nah. Like I'm, I'm not racist, but I'm just saying. <laughs> this seems like there's, there's your clip. <laughs> you found it. But, yeah. Um. I was, uh, when I viewed the episode, I was viewing it all through the lens of class, but um, I, I'm thinking um, race probably makes more sense. I was, I was viewing it like how Alf uh, was the champion of, uh, you know, real working class America. Like he, mm -hmm. he watches the polka show like real Americans watch. And those liberal elites, they just want to watch PBS and they don't, they don't care about him. They don't think he's a person, but he'll show them. Mm -hmm. He'll break the system. Mm -hmm. Please. He has a college degree at least. <laughs> and he does. He breaks the system and cracks the liberal elites and makes them, you know, beg for mercy. Right. But... Mm. Race is more apt because, in essence, he acts just like everybody else, but they just can't get past what he looks like, how he looks yeah. different from them. And, Have you um, looked in a mirror recently, Alf? Yeah, you don't look white. Nose. Look how big your nose is. Mm. Look what color you are, Alf. <laughs> deeply offensive. I'm offended. Yeah. It's a shame. <laughs> okay. Is that the end? Yep. You forgot the stamps. What? Oh, yeah. And, oh, he, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he does a Star Trek-style letter-writing campaign. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. He needs 150 million stamps. Mm, which, that would... Uh, stamps cost, like, what, 49 cents? Uh... The price Can you calculate this? fluctuates. Well, it'd just be half of 150 million. If but it's what was it back then? I think it was like 32 cents. Well, let me mm. check it. Check the Google. So that's still millions of dollars. Yeah. So the alien clearly uh, lacks some sort of arithmetic understanding of uh, the family's finances. No, he just doesn't care. Just, yeah, it's, uh, it's just indifferent. And in the end, we get a scene of Willie reading out all the phone calls that Alf made. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Alf trying to play like a tiny accordion uh, <laughs> to make it into a song or entertain himself. Which was not very funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, that was the thing with that bit, wasn't it? The audience kind of forgot to laugh at one point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, James. I don't think there's a real audience. Well, the uh, the canned that. audience forgot to laugh. <laughs> By the way, postage in 1988 was 25 cents. Uh huh. And he asked for how many? 125. 150 how million. Stamps? 150 million. So a quarter of 150 is uh, what, like 40 million. Yeah, close enough. Four forces. Yeah, sure. I'm pretty sure 150 million must have been roughly the population in the, of the United States at that point. Let me check. U.S. population. <laughs> do, 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 do. 
the dedication to research in this podcast. <laughs> Wait, I we, forgot to specify. We go the extra mile. Uh, U.S. Well, population. that's what the writers didn't do, so... Somebody has to. Yeah. Okay, this is... I can't figure this out. <laughs> How much did you say they were? 25 cents. But I'm not doing that anymore. I'm just wondering what the population of the United States was. Oh, it was like 300 million. 300 million? Well, it was 300 million when I lived there, which was, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah, it's like 300 so million it was probably now. probably less than 300 million. I had a graph of it up before. Oh. <laughs> oh, sorry, 200. 200 million, okay, yeah, that makes that, sense. That okay. sounds better. So I guess he just wasn't correct. counting 50 million, like... Non babies. Yeah, maybe the babies. Illegal aliens. Or like mm. two fifty. Two fifty. Okay. Yeah. So hundred million. Which is it? He wasn't counting hundred million. Oh, I don't know. Think mm. of a random number and that's it. <laughs> Five. Yeah. One would be suspicious if that many letters came to the uh to the office. Mm -hmm. I think. C could they fit in the office? Yeah. Probably not. Could we do Probably the, uh, fit in like all the mail processing centers in the United States. Let's do the arithmetic. Like, what is the, what are the dimensions of like an envelope? <laughs> but did he use large envelopes? Did he use the small ones? Like, let's assume he used a a small envelope, like a standard postage size. We also forgot to include the price of like the envelopes and paper. It looks yeah. like he already has them. He has, a, he has 150 million. Okay. In his spaceship that we never see. Where is the spaceship? That is... In the garage. But not... <laughs> not there. We see the garage in every episode. It's not there. It's, it's not, not there. Something is wrong. Something is wrong with this. Something We're not is being told. We're not being. Yeah, government denies knowledge. <laughs> the deep state is covering something. Okay, guys. I think we're finished. Oh, right. oh now I see how it is. He's going to shut down the debate before it even starts. I think we sh we're getting into some dangerous territory here. And I don't think we should. Uh... Yeah, I think this, that's it, right? Yeah. Look, I value your, your safety. Me too. Okay, gang. Well, I think, I think, yeah, I think we've covered the whole episode, and uh, and I think we can we can move on from this, right? We didn't mention the Michael J. Fox um, uh, name drop. Oh yeah, so which actually, which that they don't exist in the same fictional universe. So the interesting thing about that joke was, and the joke was that basically there's the the device takes measurements on the TV, so mm -hmm. Alf took it to be that they, it was measuring the the characters, I guess. Yeah. So he was talking it about took me until like about halfway through the title sequence, because that was right before the title sequence, to actually get that that was what the joke was. Right. And I was like, great, Alf. So, what I was interested in interested in was whether or not that was a meta joke too, because is Alf making the comparison? Alf wants to know whether he is taller than Michael J. Fox, is the joke, right? 
But is yeah. Alf asking that because the TV is measuring both of them because they are both TV characters, or is he mm. just asking for the measurement of, of Michael J. Fox to compare it to his real life measurements? Which I think the both the uh, joke could be read both ways. It's TV about TV. This is like the 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 spiritual precursor to Thirty Rock. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Pretty deep. Okay, well, guys, thanks for uh, for joining. This has been like a really good time for I, me. I cherish these these moments. Yeah. Um, thanks, uh, audience. For sticking with us uh probably a couple people will hear this part at the end um and uh i guess uh tune in next time to, to find out more about elf can't wait <laughs> all right cool bye guys good night bye bye bye